listen, I know that like 80% of our onboarding of our lead flow of our, of everything else is going to come from 20% of the work that I do. The other 80% of the content, the other 80% of the marketing, the other 80% of the shows, the events, speaking stuff, whatever, it's there to show that we're doing the work and that we're being consistent. But there's always going to be those two or three podcast episodes. There's always going to be those two or three YouTube videos. There's always going to be those two or three Instagram posts. So there's two or three whatever that generate 80% of your traffic. Hi. My name is Shada Tarabi, and I'm passionate about all things business, marketing strategies, and consumer packaged goods. Here to help you navigate how to apply what I've learned running my own seven-figure business, sharing the highs and lows along the way. I'm an Austin, Texas-based, extremely curious entrepreneur who's built a successful business and a personal brand in the cannabis industry. I'll share raw, unfiltered conversations to help you navigate your own path and build a life and business you love. Nothing is off the table here from speculation and insights into the future of cannabis to exploring how to find health in life so you can have wealth in business. I'll highlight industry trends you need to pay attention to, as well as share my favorite tools to get the job done. Whether you're trying to evolve your personal brand, launch a business, or just here to learn as much as you can, pull up a seat, light one up, and get ready for some raw talk and inspiration. This is the To Be Blunt podcast. Hey, hello, and welcome back to the To Be Blunt podcast. It is a new year. This is our first episode of 2023, and I'm a little selfish in having this guest on. Full disclosure, we connected first at the Texas Hemp Summit, which took place last year in 2022. We were on a panel together, and y'all know me. I am just a sponge, and so when I was sitting next to people who know a thing or two, in this case, know a lot of things, about a subject that is so imperative and so important to helping brands, especially cannabis brands, find success online, you know my ears perk up. So we are joined today by Max. He is the CEO and founder of DopeSEO.com. And if you haven't guessed it, we're going to be talking all about SEO, all about web content, marketing, etc. So welcome, Max, to the show. And I'm really excited to, to connect with you again and like I said, dive into this topic, which I know our listeners are eager to hear as well. Absolutely. Happy New Year and great to be here. And I'm very excited to be your first guest of the, the 2023. So. Me too. I think I've had a lot of people, again, I the, my listeners know I come from a technical background, a technical marketing background, but I think there's so much when it comes to technical marketing and content marketing that transparency like i didn't really excel in seo and so it's like something that i know tangentially about i know how to write content i know how to use certain keywords but it's still such a black hole for me and then especially with the filter of like cannabis marketing and cannabis seo and ranking and google and search engine optimization which is if you don't know what seo stands for listeners but i want to kind of start from learning a little bit more about you and your background like how long have you been in the SEO game? How did you get into it? What fascinates you about it? And like, what was the decision to be like, I'm going to take this experience and I'm going to now apply it to the cannabis space because I think we all can express and I'm sure you can relate to doing it for your clients and you being in the space yourself and the listeners know it's a fucking hard life out there to be a cannabis brand online. So with that said, I just want to know more about you. How did you get started and why cannabis? Okay, so do you want the short version or the really like 
in-depth I want the in-depth kind, of kind of story because I think it's important for people to understand, you know, the different steps that you, my my guests, take to end up like here presently right now doing what you're doing. Okay. Well, this is, so this is, I have a really interesting story with this. So, um, so my background actually, like, all right, so I'm a, I'm a Jersey native. I grew up in, I mean, I, I'm celebrating, you know, I just turned 44, turning 45 this year, Ed. I grew up in the 80s, 90s of of East Coast hip hop weed culture at the highlight of of it all. So, I, I I eventually left Jersey after in like 2001, 2000, yeah, 2001, just because everybody around me was going to jail, and I had an opportunity to get get out and kind of like recreate myself. Um, and I took it because I was like, if if I I have to leave, I'm too pretty for jail, and. Uh, you know, of course. I, I, <laughs> just, just totally no. It was that was like my logical reasoning on it. It's not like I can't do the time. It was more like I'm just too pretty for jail, and I don't want to be like one of these 25th hour Ed Norton scenes where I'm like, before I go in, I need you. Yeah, to, like, hell no. You're like, mess, uh, mess let's um, make it a left stage right now. Yeah, let's just let's just like go and recreate ourselves. So, um, I ended up getting into this. It, it's a really weird thing, but I, I ended up doing door to door sales for like 15 years. And I transitioned from, you know, from like door to door business to business marketing to digital marketing because it was obvious. Like when I started, you know, in the, like the early 2000s, the internet wasn't that prevalent. Google Maps wasn't that prevalent. You know, not everybody had, a, there was no Facebook, there was no whatever, there was no Google Maps, there were no online reviews. You could just sell stuff and, you know, people just took you at your word. And then the internet happened and our business was phasing out really super quick and then i started looking into how to make money online because i was like i don't want to talk to 100 people a day every day started zero every day and have to train and motivate people to do this every day for full commission it was cool when i was in my 20s but like as i grew up and started having children and back problems <laughs> and, pain is cruel you know and yeah, and like and like you kind of age. I was like, I need I need something a little bit better, uh, a little more stable. So I actually started. I took what I was doing, you know, business to business, and I just started doing it online. I actually um, and I created just because I'm not. I have a hard time selling something if I don't believe in it, and I have a hard time pitching anything or or even. So I was like, I need to get results for myself first before I can even like do this. So I started this online training course and in like 2015, 2016, I had like, I did this whole YouTube series of like how to sell art online and I actually launched a course and my, just from YouTube traffic, I made like my first $10,000 online just cause I had, and I think some of those videos are still up. If you Google like how to like, how to sell art online, like 2015, 2016 or whatever, like I had a course and it's me much younger, much paler, different, whatever. But I mean, um, but it was just like raw and just like, I'm like, Hey, this is how you do it. This is how you sell. This is whatever. And people like paid for it. I was like, this is cool. I can do this. Cause I had like constant lead gen, constant whatever. And then I just went into digital marketing in 2018. I was hired on by the founders of plain Jane to actually come in and help them with their SEO. And we took them from we meaning me, cause I'm, there's always like me, myself, and yep. I, there's like three different personalities to myself that I when I refer to, well, it's good to be like, I have a team. It's we when you're like selling something. It's yeah. like it's just me doing no, well, all the things. Back then, it was just me. You know, <laughs> it is like and now there's a team. 
but we took them from 600,000 to like 4.2 million in online sales. I mean, it was, it was just a really cool timeline of stuff to where like within the first 30 days of, of them hiring me on, I came in, I did some optimization and like, there's like an actual email thread between me and Evan where it's like, from what you've done already, you've helped us make, helped us make an extra thousand dollars a day. Wow. And like, we're on track to do an extra million because of you, whatever. And then, you know, so, so, and this was like right after the farm bill passed, this was like when hemp and CBD and there was still this whole, like, what is CBD? Like nobody knew what CBD was. So was this, there was this whole educational push to the marketing aspect. There was this whole, like, no, it's not weed, it's CBD and it's not, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's 2023 now, five years later, I'm pretty sure everybody knows what CBD is. It's We're just generally familiar with it. Whereas like, you know, four or five years ago, people were like, CBD, yeah. that's weed. And that's the, de- it you know. It a lot it, more it was- education in those formative years that now, yes, more or less, there's people who are like understanding what it is. I did have a quick like question to interject though, given just what you explained one, can you just like highlight what Plain Jane sells? Because I am curious. I think when you're talking about SEO and online, there is a delineation oh. between like accessories and CBD products versus obviously like oh, yeah, marijuana no. products. And then the second part to the question is, do you think brands in the space today can see the same type of success with SEO? Or is it more like you're just like you need SEO because you have to play the game because it's you so competitive? Yeah. It's both. So, so Plain Jane, they still are. Um, they're a hemp company. I mean, they, they sell CBD, CBG flour. They were one of the first, or they were like one of the big, the, the self-started kind of like smaller woman-owned CBD hemp flour businesses. Like they sold flour. They didn't do a lot of, when they started off, it wasn't a lot of oil. It wasn't a lot of gummies. It was flour. It was, you'd buy big bags of so that's kind of <laughs> radical to point out, though, because I think, again, my very limited but curious knowledge is depending on what you're selling, obviously, certain platforms or keywords yeah. or audiences, it's a little yeah. bit more difficult. So the fact that they were able to get that much growth, you were able to help them see that much growth in that early time period where the farm bill is passing for flower is really remarkable but now, obviously, you just touched on it. To me, it's like really difficult to like rank for, let's say, CBD or hemp flower right now. And it's if you're brand new, absolutely, yeah. No, what we got in, and this is what's. I mean, if you want to get technical, they're they they still, you know, if if you think about how here we go, let's go super nerdy. Let's do it. Um, exact match, partial match, domain authority. They never had like plain Jane CBD or plain Jane hemp or plain Jane, whatever it was. It was originally, it was, um, oh my God, I forget the, or try the original URL was like try plain Jane. Okay. Right. And then when they got bought out, they, the, the, the guys that bought them out bought plain Jane.com, but there was never like plain Jane CBD.com or plain Jane hemp.com. It was always just brand name only.com. So that was like a whole other thing that we're generally speaking, like if you see most companies, there's like brand name plus product.com. You know what I mean? It's like rweed.com or like rcbd.com or, or, you know, something, something hemp or something, something flower in there, you know? But so, so it was, it was, it was essentially like everybody that was on page one was like such and such hemp, you know, such and such weed, such and such 
flower, such and such CBD. Because it was in their domain name helping give authority to boost it yeah. up in search rankings. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they just, they just built the brand name. And I think, I think a lot of the marketing that came into that was just like, Hey, we're not a big corporation. We're not a big, you know, like big money commercially backed, like Chad and Brad company coming in here. Um, we're just like, you know, we're, we're essentially like two stoners that just really like we didn't want to be socially conscious and, and equitable and, you know, pay attention to everything else that's going on in the world versus just like, Hey, buy our flower. Yeah. Cause it's going to, cause we're going to make a bunch of like really terrible fake medical claims and whatever. And it's going to help you with sex and your erection and your, you know, and, and COVID <laughs> and, your, and, and your COVID and your health and your whatever, you know, it, it was, it was a really smart play. And actually I, I really, and like literally like two, three of the people that were on the initial team that were brought in actually came over and transitioned over to, to my company oh, yeah. when, yeah. So, so it actually like the, the, I built a lot of good foundations there. And like when they got sold, we all kind of got dumped and I was like, why don't we just do this for ourselves? <laughs> like, go, go listen, just follow me. I will run point on this and I will make sure that we're making money. And yeah. So a couple of the writers, the the social media manager and myself, like I, I just kind of like reached out to them. I was like, Hey, or like, we're really good. Do you want to help with this? And they're like, Oh yeah, definitely. I was like, okay, cool. Let's just do it then. So that's very cool, though, because obviously I think a lot of opportunity comes out of like necessity and need. And you had yeah. a great client. But like you said, which I'm sure the listeners also are not foreign with hearing. I mean, right now there's a lot of hiring and firing in the cannabis industry. Oh, massive, so it's like, how massive. do you as a brand build stability? And like for me, representing a, a CBD brand, which to your kind of point and acknowledgement, you know, our brand name is Restart, but our domain is Restart CBD. So it's like, yes, you want to build a brand, but you also want to build a little bit of that, which I don't think we did intentionally. Again, I'm not like, oh, I was so smart. I knew to do this. It was just like, people don't know. We we launched in 2018 too. So it's like, people didn't know at the time what the FCBD, I mean, it really CBD was. So it's like, you had to say right. I'm restart CBD to create right. some sort of, you know, familiarity or at least like, I've kind of vaguely heard this word. Let me go shop with those people because it's in their name. But to be able to then go build a business where you're helping other brands try to navigate that because it is so competitive online right now. And so I'm curious now to like hear a little bit from your experience and understanding. Obviously, like traditional SEO versus cannabis SEO, I think there's some parity. But at the same time, from what I've understood and maybe it's changed again, I don't know, like fully. So like, that's where you're the expert. It's always But changed. like, can yeah. you do Google ads and what does that look like where you can buy the keywords so you can have better ranking, which you can obviously do if you're not a restricted brand in the cannabis space. And so maybe you can do it in cannabis, but there's like maybe some like backwards ways about doing it. And so it's just like, well, kind of like give us like the pulse on, okay, I'm a cannabis brand. I want to be online. I, let's say they don't even want to rank nationally. They just want to rank locally, locally. in their geolocation. I know you're in Dallas. So they want to rank in Dallas. What are what are their options for SEO in particular? I so so here's here's all right, here we go. Let's let's do a master master class yes. here. Um, so essentially, if you're a local business and you have a storefront, I highly recommend. Well, for one, if you're a local business or you're a local business only, I do recommend getting a storefront. You know, just because you can have a Google Maps listing, if if it's just you, even if it's just you sitting there behind your counter in your little ten by ten bodega somewhere, get the storefront because at least you could show up on Google Maps, at least you could show up on Apple Maps, at least you can show up on because 
you got to realize like this this wonderful brick here that we all walk around and carry it's it it has a it has a gps tracker on it it's it, it unless you turn off your it, unless you set it to airplane mode like we did right before the the podcast it's going to show you what's close to you right so if you're uh, looking for something like cbd near me or like delta eight or flour or pre-rolls or whatever or even if you're running a dispensary or, or you know and you're not in texas and you actually are in a state where you know people get it and they realize that like hey it's not uh, that's a whole other conversation i'm get, not getting into <laughs> so um you know but if you're anywhere bordering texas or like the, right. the, the rest of the country where people are like hey it's it's not normal. gonna kill you it's normal and it's not bad and whatever getting a google maps listing is probably one of the best things you could ever do you know just because it will allow you to show up from a near me perspective and that's just by you having know, the listing like there's nothing extra having, that brands yeah. have to do a clarifying question on that because like an exercise you do have to optimize you do have to optimize your listing sure which <laughs> but, we can get into yeah. to the degree that you want to get into no. but a clarifying question because we've kind of come across this like everybody knows about google like yay we're on google maps we're on yelp but then there was kind of like these, I mean, you mentioned like Apple Maps as well, but then there's like Bing, there's like Yahoo, there's all these other search engines that I feel like people are sometimes like promoting, like you got to be on all of them, like Angie or like Blue Book or whatever. And I'm like, why the, f- who's the fuck on that? But you know, here's the thing. So, so it, it's kind of, it's kind of like you want to have a listing on there. Don't expect anything. Sure. To just to like it. check the box and, 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 and have the visibility. Just check the boxes. Yeah. Just to check the boxes to be like, Hey, I also read your terms and services and conditions before I did whatever, just to have it. Because for one, if, if it's yours, you claim it, it's yours. Nobody else can have it for two to avoid a competitor coming in and claiming it for you. And then potentially claiming your traffic, you know, because there are some people you know, you still have people that use their default browsers. You know, there are some apps that will instantaneously open in Apple Maps or open in Google Maps or open in sure, whatever their know, preferences, yeah, or, or whatever. So, like, you want to make sure that you have all of those covered. Trust me, Google and Apple Maps are going to be your main traffic sources. But the fact is, is that if you're showing up on those, you know, I had a really so side note. I had a really interesting meeting a couple weeks ago. I flew to I flew to New Jersey and New York, and I had a meeting with a weed delivery company out there. And I'm talking about a weed delivery company that's doing probably a hundred deliveries a day. Damn, um, yeah, in the great state of New Jersey where I'm from, and um, you know, they did everything wrong, and they were still doing a hundred deliveries a day. Can you explain what they were doing wrong? Oh, they like they didn't show up for anything other than their brand name. But if you knew about them, and I mean, you're talking a company, you're talking a, a delivery service that has over two thousand Google reviews. Oh shit! For weed delivery that isn't technically legal, so just not even optimized. Like, didn't have anything like set up for themselves. No. They're just kind of like word of mouth. You no. find us, tell a friend. Oh, it's it's total word of mouth, total whatever. But they had like two hundred or like two thousand Google, like five star Google shit, reviews. Okay, for like these guys deliver the best weed ever. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there talking to the guys like, is this legal here? He's like, well, kind of, but we're just, that's like, the answer ever. Like, no, but are you a cop? Best Great. Answer. I was like, I was like, do you care? He's like, no, I was like, okay, as long as you, I mean, if you're, cause, cause you're essentially, we're having this conversation to where you're really going to be in front of a bunch of people. Well, is that what they brought you in was to help optimize it so that they could yeah. be in front of more people? 
Yeah. He's like, I want to get it back to where it was. I was like, all right, are you ready to take, are you ready to literally put a target on you? Because that's what happens when we come in and optimize you. And this is what I want to have these conversations for, because I've had plenty of people where it's like, I'm doing this thing. I was like, is this legal Yeah, <laughs> in your state? Because for one, I want to make sure that from a safety standpoint on my end as a marketer, that it's like, Hey, I just want to make sure I'm not promoting something that's going to get somebody knocking on my Can door. Can you that's get in originally... trouble for the clients potentially no, for anything with the FTC? Knock on wood, knock on wood, because we're not actually touching anything and we're just marketing. We're just actually just coming into market. I'm not an attorney, but I did speak to one and they were like, as long as you're not actually doing anything, you should be okay. I was like, okay, because we're just coming in and essentially just helping to advertise. We're a marketing company and we're not actually doing any transactional things. But yeah, so, like, growth is so good for everybody. As long as I'm not growth touching is good the for plans. everyone. I mean, you know, it was a weird thing because he's like, I want to pay you in cash. And I was like, that's another interesting thing because it's a cash only business because they can't take credit cards. I was like, oh, this is going to be so wow. weird. It's going to make that movie blow where yep. I'm like jumping out in every month to pick up a suitcase full of money. Left it at this undisclosed um, location. It's there. Undisclosed location. I'm like, oh, I got to fly to Jersey and I can't carry a gun. And like, you know, there's just like all this weird stuff. I was just like, I was like, this is like a weird kind of checklist of like, who do I need to call to for security? But I appreciate it because it's um, the reality of the industry to some extent. I mean, it's like, this is still people this having like a, business. Oh, this is like a conversation I have like maybe once a month. Which is weird though, because obviously you are doing so, like your business is digital. Yeah. But there's still so much physical that has to be done. There's still so much physical that has to be done. And it's essentially because like you can't take credit cards. You can't do like there's still like a lot of restrictions on a lot of things. So it's like, how does the money flow for some people? And when like you're a cash only delivery business, it's like, oh, that's that's an interesting thing. Or it's like, do you claim 100 deliveries a day in cash? at like an average of 100, 150 bucks an order, you know? And then it's like, where does that money? And then I was just like, I don't even, I don't You're even like, know, I'm just bro. doing SEO, just doing SEO. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just doing digital marketing. I'm not going to try to help you clean your money because this is like a whole other, this is where you start getting into conspiracy oh, stuff. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but in, in regards to, and this is live. So yeah, like literally, I think I just put another yeah. watch list thing on myself for again, but because that's just what we do with our space. But initially, like if you're a local business and you're in a local location, get a maps listing. The other thing that you have to do is honestly own your website, own your domain, own all your brand stuff that you can possibly own and make sure that you own it, you know, not your marketing company, because that's that's a whole other conversation to have about like, oh, we hired. I've had so many horror stories to where people it's like we hired this marketing company and they owned our domain. They owned our socials. They owned our. I, we've done some. Those people amazing, exist that they just like have that trust with these agencies. I mean, no, it's it's not even trust. It's, it's they just don't know any better, and it's like, oh, hey, I got naive, you, yeah. yeah. Naivete, or or, or just Fuck. like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. You guys know what you're doing, so yeah, we trust you. We're paying you, Yikes. and then I'm going through, and I'm like, so these guys have been billing you for five years now. Haven't done an update on your website in five years. Haven't done anything for you really in five years, but they own all of your digital assets under their name. And like your emails are set up under their email stuff. Their their socials are owned like your socials are run and managed by the marketing company that you hired. 
and you don't even have access to this. You don't even know where your domain is registered. Yeah, we've done some really interesting things this last year in regards to like, okay, let's just go. What is it? What did we start calling them? They were like just real down and dirty um, snatching grabs from other companies to where it's like, we've got to get you off their platform. So we're just going to do an emergency, like seek and destroy mission on them. Lock to all the passwords out your... and transfer everything yeah, over. Like literally less than 24 hours, you know, because it's like, okay, so. Yeah, because like then you, yeah, you don't want to tip well, them off. Us, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some of these guys, like if they own all of your stuff and you stop paying them, they Hold will hostage, shut yeah. your stuff down. Yeah, and that's yeah, exactly. It's it's like a hostage situation to where we're coming in and essentially like rescuing a client from another agency. So that was that's happened a few times this past year to where it's like we're we're doing hostage negotiations to where it's like give our clients back their assets. Meanwhile, like. One of the guys out there with the loudspeaker, like, don't chop. And then, like, everybody else is coming in through the back door, like, literally pulling people out of the building, rescuing websites and social media. <laughs> kind of like, That's so you scary, know, it's, though, because it's like, yeah, you want to own those things. Just like from a brand so perspective, like, you just want to own your own assets, you know, yeah. like you said. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want, you don't, you know, I don't care how, how nice somebody is. And this is the whole thing. It's a, I don't want to own your hosting. I don't want to own your domain. I don't want to own your social. I don't want to own anything. I want you to own it. I want you to you to be ready. It's, it's here you go, child. Like, listen, this is this is your toy. You're responsible for your toy. If you break your toy, I'm going to show you how to maintain. We're gonna we're gonna help you make it a better Lego set. Yeah, you know. But this is your Lego set. I'm not going to keep it on my shelf. Like it's yours. We're going to help you get it, build the best Lego set you've ever had. But like. I have a Take question on like these assets. I'm just thinking out loud and going off of kind of what we were talking about in the initial conversation. Does it benefit brands to have like 10 domains that are versions of their brand and point it to your site? Yeah. Like, I'm not talking about like setting up websites, but just like pointing no. more domains yeah. to your site. That helps it in does, Google um, or ranking. Yeah. So let's just put from a brand standpoint, I can tell you this from Plain Jane, what we saw where people were buying like plainjanehep.com and then like claiming to be the same brand. Sure, um, so this is protect your own brand. I understand that, but yeah, I'm thinking of so, like, how do I, I'm, I'm a brand, like how do I boost my ranking in, in these search engines? Oh, well, that's, that's, that's on page, that's link building, that's content, that's guest posts, that's Got there's, it. So the domains don't necessarily aid in boosting. No, it's more from a brand well, I mean, perspective. You, yeah, for, from a brand perspective, you, you got to think about this in, in a lot of different ways, right? Like, so the so the industry right now, cannabis, CBD, Delta Eight, like everything, Delta Nine, Live Resin, THCO, HHC, like all these little renditions, all these new, it's weed, you know. So, <laughs> you know, the the green, the green space. It's getting more and more competitive. There's more people coming in here. There's more people that have like a dollar and a dream getting involved. And then there, but you've got your dollar and a dream folks versus your, I've got millions and millions and millions of dollars from these commercial corporate backers and big banks and, and other brands that literally flip every six months, you know, who do everything wrong, do everything against the grain, but they've made millions of dollars. They know like, Hey, we're going to run this brand for six months and we're going to get flagged and then we're just going to repackage and repurpose and do it again six months again. And if you go to any of these expos or these trade shows or things like this, you see them, you're like, hey, weren't you just 
a different brand. I've speculated six that that ago. goes on, but like people sometimes don't believe me, and I'm like, yes. Oh, it happens. It happens more than you believe, and I've seen it. I've one of our first clients was one of those companies, and we just parted ways. I was like, ethically, I can't work with you guys. Like this is just shady. It's all hell because you're doing everything wrong, knowing you're doing everything wrong, knowing that you're going to get takedown notices, knowing that you're going to get like some really bad feedback, but you know, you're going to make a couple million and out of that couple million, you're going to take a percentage and just not even reinvest, just repackage. Sure. You're just going to repackage, rebuild a new website, rebox everything, same products, new stickers, um, and then all of a sudden it's, yeah. And, and, it, and it happens, it happens more often than not. So for, so from, from a digital marketing SEO standpoint, I think one of the best things that anybody can actually do is you want to get, here we go. Let's get nerdy. So, um, get nerdy. Okay. So, so this is, this is kind of what we figured out is that if you try to get into this and you go for, well, I want to rank for, you know, I get a lot of people that, that will we want to rank for the best CBD for women in their forties with knee pain or, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, nobody's searching for like that. Super um, specific. And for one, you can't make out super specific, but it's also like, you can't make health claims like that. You can't like, that was one of the things we were discussing on the panel. Like you can't just be like, my CBD is going to help you with your pain. Like you just, you can't, what you can do though, is build a good brand following. What you can do is, is build a good brand awareness campaign which can do is do something kind of a little more grassroots to where it's like social proof. Cause I think social proof in and of itself, you know, one of the, as, as crappy as, as terrible as COVID was COVID showed from a digital marketing e-com standpoint, you know, e-commerce sales went through the roof once COVID hit, you know, whether it was the, 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 the grocery shopping people or the Amazon shopping or the, you know, I'm ordering my alcohol to be delivered to my front door to I'm ordering my weed and my CBD and my pre-rolls and my gummies to my front door. You know, I, I, I don't even know what the actual percentage was, but I think it was like a 6,000%, like 10,000% jump in, in e-commerce sales. One of the things that happened was we got really used to reading reviews and we got really used to doing research on companies to, before we started purchasing online. And I think a lot of times what people come into this is that and I've had this conversation with so many people, whether we work together or we didn't work together. And a lot of times it's just like, well, my brand is the best. I was like, well, nobody knows, you know, <laughs> like that, that's great. Your brand is the best. You think it's the best thing. I'm glad your mom really right. likes it. I'm, you know, um, I'm glad your girlfriend really likes it. Your boyfriend really likes it. Your kids really like it. Your husband, you know, whoever. Yeah. Your neighbors really like it. Who else knows about it? Well, that's why we're talking to you. I was like, well, if you only... For one, if you only have five words on your website that says we're the best CBD company out there and there's no story behind it and there's no lab tests and there's no proof and there's no articles, but also there's no third party, you know, reviews, you're missing out. You're missing the boat. You know, the the cool thing is, is that like with with a lot of the stuff that you can ship across state lines, that's not THC above the three percent. You know what I mean? Like you can have I think one of the smartest things we ever did actually was start doing influencer marketing, uh-huh. you know, start doing repurposable influencer marketing, third-party reviews, unboxing videos, review videos to where you're sending products to people. You know, you're having people do stuff. If you're doing some sort of pop-up, if you're doing some sort of event, if you're doing some sort of, I've, I know companies that literally got started 
starting off showing up at farmers markets and weird little you know pop-up events and 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 things like that and just had a table in a booth where they had their products and they were selling them and that's how they got that's how they started bankrolling their business you know and I, and so I'm like okay so you did this where's the footage where's the reviews where are the people tasting your stuff where are the people say I talked to all these people they really loved it I was like great where's the footage you need to show for it where's the review where's that beyond you telling me how great it was it's like it's like me saying i went to this restaurant the food was amazing which what what was the name of it i don't remember what did you order i forget you know what did it taste like oh i forgot to take a picture you know what yeah, i mean like, absolutely like, like you need that social proof and because i think you know this is this is where just just knowing this because there are there, it, it is becoming a very competitive space it's kind of like the coke versus pepsi versus everything else it, it's essentially going to be like the mcdonald's versus burger king versus this versus that versus whataburger versus in and out versus you know my you know the the one local shop that you're like these guys really care and i and i'm willing to pay a couple extra more bucks because i'm supporting a locally run businesses business but they have really good food and it's the same thing when it comes to you know to hemp products to cbd products to, to whatever where it's like you could be the bottom dollar person or you could be a little bit more niche you could be a little bit more because you get a lot of people like well we want to be this luxury brand that only sells to the top dollar people and whatever well guess what the people that buy luxury brands don't buy just because you say you're a luxury brand they buy because other people say it's a luxury brand and they're willing to put their faith and their Uh money and their you know like you have to have some something behind that for somebody to say oh Okay, their brand, their everything is on point, and it looks like a luxury brand. It looks like this should be a fifty dollar bottle of gummies versus a twenty dollar, you know, bag of gummies. This looks like a ten dollar bar of of an edible versus the two dollar, you know, whatever. This looks like a forty dollar vape versus a ten dollar vape, um, because the people that are the reviews that I'm seeing all justify the expense, all justify the investment, all justify the cost. So I think with any marketing coming in, if, if you're a brand new company, do some pop-ups, do some events, do some stuff, get footage, get testimonials, get live recordings of people, A, trying your products, B, like reviewing your products, C, saying it's great. And then because that kind of stuff, this goes back to me getting started on YouTube years ago. I My background was in sales, right? And I think a lot of times with with companies, look, you know, when you started your business, before anybody knew about Restart, before anybody knew about Shader, right? You had to go and talk to people. Now you have a podcast, you've got a YouTube, you've got this. Guess what? Each one of those pieces of content is a repurposable piece of content that does the selling for you. Absolutely. To where now you don't even need to introduce yourself half the time. They're like, Shada, I've watched all your stuff, right? And it's the same thing for brands. The same way you built your business is the same way a lot of these companies need to build their business to where it's like, you have all this we have this wonderful piece of technology here that records better quality footage than the than a you know a ten thousand dollar camera from ten years ago. Facts. All you got to do is literally, it's like, hey, we're doing this event. Would you mind trying this? And can I record you? And if you like it, can you give me a testimonial? Can you say something about this? That's social proof. You know, that's something because if I watch something, you know, this is a I don't trust brands that own that have. 5,000 five-star reviews because you know it's fake, right? Like there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like what you're doing. It doesn't, ah, it tasted kind of funny. It tasted like weed. It didn't get me as high as they say it was going to, you know, there's always going to be some, it was, they didn't open 
that they were supposed to close at nine and I showed up at eight fifty nine, and they kicked me out of the store. So I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm never going there again. I can't believe they, you know, there's always going to be somebody that hates yeah, on you. For sure. So look, that's fine. I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully aware. Like there's plenty of people already that don't like us and don't like what we're doing. and don't like me in general, just because I, these are like what we're talking about here. This is a, this is, if you plan on working with me, this is like the reality check that I have to give to people sometimes to where they're like, I've got a $500 budget. I was like, you should not give that to me because that's essentially what I'm going to charge you to talk to you for an hour. What you should do, take that 500 bucks, go find an event, go get a banner, go to Staples, go get a paper banner. You don't need a big vinyl one. Get some business card, show up and take some footage and then start repurposing it. And then when you actually start getting consistent sales coming in, then we can help you because I'm going to burn through 500 bucks on a budget so fast like i appreciate that yeah because it's, you, you can't like that's like come on what am i going to do write you a blog post and look at your website like well because there is so much that you have to invest in that i don't think people really fully realize when it comes to all these things you're talking about and it's like yes there has to be a little bit of like things that you are doing and i usually refer to it as like low-hanging fruit and i love that you brought yeah. up the smartphone device because people always ask me like well what's the best equipment how do i record these videos and i'm like you don't need a fucking you know 500 dollars microphone or five thousand dollar camera it's like you have an iphone point it in the direction ask the question and if you're not comfortable hopefully someone on your team is to start doing some of this guerrilla marketing to give yourself the foundation which is something i kind of want to turn and ask you a little bit now too because i especially with the podcasters obviously a lot of listeners who want to get in the industry, they're not in the industry yet, or maybe they work for a brand and they want to start their own brand. And it's like really overwhelming. And I think you and I have resonated with each other because we're both just like truth tellers. Like I'm going to be the first person that's like, I don't give a shit that you think your product is differentiating. Like prove it to me and talk to me in a year once you've generated some sales and brand following (laughs) and then I'll pay attention to you. Like it just, it blows exactly. my mind. I'm like, no, mine's the best. And I'm like, you could have maybe gone away with that five years ago, but 2023, right. it's not going to fly. Right. So on the topic of, of, of all of this, like, I'm just curious, especially kind of the context of these brands who are kind of, you know, fizzing out, they're exhausting the market, they're making all their money, they're then taking that money and transitioning into new products. Is it easier for a new brand presently or for a like a brand that's already existed and has some sort of brand equity to like kind of grow in the space. Like I'm just, cu- yeah, I'm just curious from your perspective. Both. If I, I, I think, I think this space hasn't even hit the, 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 the saturation. Point okay. Yet. That's good I to think, know. Yeah. No, I, if, if anything, there's still so much room to play in. And the other thing is, is that <clears throat> here's, so big brands and this, this is, this is, Oh, how much do I want to reveal here? So, just by the way, I did launch a uh, I did launch a podcast uh, at the end of like last month. I just like talking about this kind yeah, of documenting stuff. documenting it, like you said, you're having these conversations. You might as well put it somewhere. And yeah, and I needed like me and my I, I flew to New York and I spent like five six days like essentially locked in my my business partner's apartment in in Rochester, New York. It was snowing outside. Like I was like, we're going to the supermarket, we're buying food, and we're just gonna work. And we we literally just did a grind session for like six days Amazing. straight. Where I was, I don't know why I packed so many clothes because I was essentially wearing the same outfit for like four days straight. And I was like, oh my god, like why is my shirt so stained? And I was like, oh, you know what, what I mean? Like, day what is, is like, it? Oh. How long have I been down here? 
It essentially was, but we, we, but this is the thing, like we literally, we were doing product photos, building funnels, building websites, optimizing stuff for people. And it's just like, you know, I, 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 I like working in a think tank to where it's like, you get some creative people together and it's just like, you're bouncing ideas off of each other. Cause this is, you know, one of the other things too, is that like, because now we're living in a digital world, like, Hey, you can, you know, I'm shooting this from my apartment, you know, like I've got a computer, I've got this, I've got the light, I've got the mic, whatever. But there's nothing better than like getting together with some people and like, you know, and that's why like the Texas Hemp thing was so cool. So I was like, oh, this is good. Like stimulating with other people again. in I'm, the same kind of mentality. Stimulation with people in, in, in the same thing. So yeah, is it is it easier for you can compete with big brands as long as you differentiate yourself, as long as you're aware of your brand, as long as you you have full clarity on who your client or your target audience is. I think one of the one of the first we did our first event. The first event I went to last year was the Buy Weed from Women event in Vegas. the The first like event that I had a booth at was the Lucky Leaf show in Albuquerque of last year, right? And the first woman that came up to me, literally, this is a, why do I need somebody like you if I have a product that everybody wants to buy? And I was like, you know, I don't know. That's a really good question. You know, question. and. <laughs> I mean, it was, I was just like, that's a really good question. I don't know why you need a company like mine to sell weed in a state where it's about to be legal. And, you know, why would you need somebody like me? She's like, yeah, because I've got a dispensary license and I'm the only person that has a dispensary in 20 miles because I work for the city and nobody can open a dispensary in the whole city except for me. I was like, that's cool. She's like, yeah, I'm going to buy all these billboards off the highway. I was like, that's cool. I was like, so do you have a website? She's like, what? I was like, you know, when you buy these billboards and you tell people where to go, are they going to find you on Google Maps or Apple Maps or like look you up on your website? She's like, oh, no, because we don't have that yet. I was like, do you? she's like, well, we have a Facebook page. I was like, that's cool. Do you know, THC isn't really like terms of service. Friendly like, on Facebook? For terms of service friendly on Facebook. And odds are you're going to get your Facebook page shut down. She's like, what? I was like. So I was like, so, so here's the thing, like before you buy the billboard and before you send the, Hey, weed next exit sign off the whole thing. Cause guess what? If I'm driving down the highway and the only dispensary is 20 miles in either direction from where you are and you don't show up on Apple maps or Google maps or your website doesn't show up or the name of your business doesn't show up and they just go weed near me or dispensary near me. Google Maps is going to take them 20 miles in either direction and they're going to zoom right by you and your five ten thousand $10,000 billboard now just became an advertisement for your competitors. So that was the... Um, Rude awakening. So, so do, you, do, you, do you guys want to come over for dinner? I want you to meet my husband so we can talk about this. This is like... And I was like, okay, so like I'm actually... I'm not, you know, this was like a, like a... I was like, oh, so nobody knows what they're doing. But also, like, oh, we're so necessary for this industry right now, just for the the initial awareness. So, back to your initial question, though. But can big brands can can big can small brands compete with big brands? Absolutely. You just got to get super clear on who you're marketing to, and you got to get super clear on who you're messaging to, and you have to be super clear on you know like your what are you trying to get out of this, and like who are you trying to connect with? Because there is a very big difference on. In this space, if you're doing CBD, there's the whole health and wellness aspect, 
And then there's the, I just want to get baked aspect of this business as well. And there is a gray area in between, but nine times out of 10, it's going to teeter totter on one end, you know? And then even if the, Hey, I just want to get stoned aspect of, of like, I just want to get stoned without being stoned, or I want to get baked without being baked, or I just want to feel relaxed or, you know, and then you get your super, super sativa versus indica versus I'm a grower. And I've been in the industry for however many years, technical people that want to sit there and talk to you about the pH levels of your soil to I got a YouTube you know channel for that. About. You can watch all my videos yeah, exactly. and we're talking about it. Dude, and it's crazy. Like I, 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 like my brain goes, well, I don't, do you want to sell this stuff or not? You yeah. know what I mean? Because like, this is, this is not the thing that like, you know, it's kind of like when we're at the Texas F thing. I'm like, oh man, you guys are all really smart, but you don't know how to sell any of this because you're just talking to all this data nonsense now that generally does not influence the impulse aspect of a sale but it's like yeah do you have a bit. plan to go to market and all the super like i got a product i want to sell and i'm like yeah but who are you selling to yeah. like you said do you know who your customer is and how you're going to get your product to that customer and it's such a radical idea because people especially in texas as you know they're like which is kind of my whole uh hill i feel like i'm going to die on right now especially going into the 88th legislative session i just published an article on a, on a riff of a tangent, I started at the Hemp Summit saying, if Texas legalized tomorrow, who would get licenses? Considering medical marijuana is vertical integrated, has only three licenses, two are in operation. You got all these thousands of hemp people who are like, I'm going to sell weed. I'm like, are you? Are you going to sell you? weed? Do you know how you're going to yeah. get that license? And then even if you get the license, do you know how you're going to sell your products to, I think, medical marijuana in Texas, I saw in the latest article, like 40,000 patients. We don't need thousands of licenses for 40,000 patients no. and so obviously our program has a lot of but but also no from from i saw some interesting stuff come across my email chat phone text thing where something. they it's just something you know you have the so many channels the um, yeah the, like the, the red phone the, the secret emergency yeah the, phone. the sparks in the sky no, I, I saw so, i saw something interesting with the like they're actually because there because there is no technical card right in, it's, in it's Texas. a prescription um yeah, but I think that they're actually considering doing a real card and they're doing some... I'll send it because to you. Because then you would get I'll reciprocity at least recognizing it as a true medical program, which I think is part of the Achilles heel to our program today. And I'm also a big believer that you're not going to see recreation until you see a better medical program. And medical is capped at 1%. Hemp is at 0.3%. But then that gets into... The 88th legislative sessions coming up, you're going to have marijuana bills trying to improve that program. And, oh, you better believe there's already bills being introduced to try to attack Delta 8 and hemp drive Delta 9. So to me, I'm kind of like, let's get popcorn. Let's see what the fuck's going to happen, because those are all very real things that then impact your operation, just as a Texas brand. I know other states like Tennessee is dealing with it because there's the federal fight versus the state fight. On that vein, though, yeah. I have a clarifying question for you. And using us as a little bit of an example, you obviously say you can't be everything to everyone. You need to understand your customer. We are a local brand and we have a brick and mortar, right. but I also do, a, you know, some yeah, e-commerce. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to grow e-commerce, but I feel like I have better opportunity growing my local brand. So part of the question is, where how, how do you do both of them if those are both your priorities? And also is one better or not over the other? And it's just like for us, it's gotten into this whole rabbit hole because now with COVID, like you highlighted, not only are people shopping online more, but there's also the curbside option. So it's like now we're doing local curbside pickup. And I'm like, 
hey, shop online, but actually pick it up locally and like then come visit my local store. But also you can get it shipped to your door if you like it. But your Nana lives, you know, four states away. And I'm like, I want to rank for all of it. I want content for all of it. So I think e-commerce is a goal of ours in 2023, if I can say that fairly, because it's always been a goal. But it's like, fuck, then local just kind of keeps outperforming because people, I think, do want to they want the human yeah, connection. Yeah, they want you to know, come there, in, talk to a human, purchase the product directly, absolutely. look at it, feel it, touch it, see it. And so it's like, is absolutely. it a waste to even I, invest I, in national no, e-commerce? No, no. E-com, no, because e-com, we have clients. I had a guy pay me last month to come in and, and do a cleanup from another marketing company. And he went from doing, no joke, uh, he had a really good brand name and he had a really good brand following. And this was one of these like hostage situations. And we came in and... and and in literally like a week, we fixed it all. It was a real quick $3,000 fix. He was like, that's all he had the budget for because his business, he was only bringing in maybe 10 grand a month in online sales total. I just looked at his numbers. He did like 86000 after we fixed everything for him. So I'm going to send another email out there and be like, I think you got the budget, bro. Somebody. So let's like jack <laughs> it up and do more. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get a little more aggressive now since you want to. Well, can I ask a little bit about that split then? Is it, is it like writing certain blog posts? Is it trying to rank for certain things? Is it having like, I was talking to a guy and he was saying you need to have eight pages essentially that are like CBD near me coming from North Austin, coming from Round Rock, coming from South Austin, coming from West Austin. And it all like all these pages are directing people to your location. And I'm like, so you're talking local pages. I, I don't know. I'm just saying like, how do you what are the th- what, are, what are, you don't have to obviously give specifics because that's why people pay you but like what are some of the things that you're like to see that type of jump like what are like the top three things that you're like you got to make sure you have this page you got to do keywords oh, you, you have gotta- to no you, well i mean you have to do your keyword research if, if you're a local business you should have local pages that have a service area or at least a delivery area or like how to find this kind of thing but also i could tell you this like reviewing your own strains reviewing your own products review like product reviews on your own products that you're selling actually help. In text, like like on a blog post versus a video review. Both. Because you can repurpose a video. Yes. You can can run a video. Here's the thing. You you can have the video. You can run a transcript on the video. Okay, that's a great tip. There you go. Because we started, I put a lot of effort last quarter in our YouTube channel and we're trying to play around and see like what videos are taking off and we're kind of hitting a lull when we just review products like people are kind of like meh but then i did a video on thca and people were like yeah that's really fucking interesting because it's more topical but i can see taking those product videos and to me hey if 100 people watch it and i get one sale i think that's a good investment it's a pretty but we haven't translated or transcribed them so that's maybe a good tip for me is to go transcribe those videos Put those videos Transcribe then those videos, on put, blog put that post. As a blog post. Yeah. yeah, put that as a blog post and you can actually link back. It's like, hey, the, the most popular... And this is the thing for you, for a local business, what were the five most popular strains? What were the 10 most popular strains of 2022 and uh, our predictions for 2023? Okay, well, right my now, team needs to get ready. I got some work no, for them. No, no like dead ass. Like it, it's the beginning of the year, right? Like, And if you think about this, if I'm searching for best whatever... I don't want the best thing in 2018. I don't want the best thing from 2020. I want the best thing for 2023. 2023 news, 2023 topics are going to be trending for the entire year. And if you can get ahead of that, you automatically have a win. Great. You know, yeah. But the other thing is that for a local thing, you know, you're Austin based. 
if you have a delivery sec- if you can run deliveries, like have a delivery page to where it's like, Hey, this is where we can deliver to, Hey, how to get to our store kind of thing. But also like, if you're doing events in Austin, if you're doing anything like, Hey, come check us out at this place. If you have wholesalers that are, or retailers that are buying off of your specific products for, cause we, we have a lot of brands that come to us that wholesale that, that run an e-com store, but also like white label or wholesale out to somebody else. I think having those, like where to find uh. us you know, where to find our products. As pages, pages or blog posts, or does it matter? As, as a page, you know, as a page where you can, where you can technically like, hey, you can buy our stuff at this store, but you can also shop here. You know what does I mean? Does it need like, to it be helps. a link? Like, like I'm trying to now get into some specifics. So, okay, so let's say we're, we don't wholesale our products. We like to be direct it to depends. consumer, but like, let's say I have a wholesale page. Obviously it benefits the customer or the wholesaler to say, hey, yeah. my Restart CBD products are sold at, I'm making this up obviously, but REI. Here's the REI right. near you. Can I have that page, but hide that page? So it's no, like, you, no, you absolutely but is can. there benefits no, to having it more public versus like, I know there's some more specifics of like getting, you have to go to it'll, Google search console and submit the URL. It'll, it'll show and, some geo relevance. It'll help you with the geo relevance aspect because, you know, it's, it's essentially like, like we, we work with a few delivery companies to where it's like, some of them are in a big area. Some of them are in a small area and the, Having that geo relevance, you know, I mean, if you want to get super nerdy, like take pictures of all your events, make sure your locations, your longitude, latitude is on on your phone, upload that stuff. Because if you have, let's just say you have two locations in Austin or three locations in Austin, or you've got one in Austin, one in Pflugerville and one down at Round Rock or something, you know, and you want people to go to those, you know, having your longitude, latitude, geo location on, on your phone, when you take these photos, like you're photos are going to upload with where this photo was taken. You can actually go through your phone right now and search by state, search by city, search by this. And that's because your photos actually have a geo locator on the photos to tag where the photos were taken. So if you're doing events, if you're doing any type, any sorts of things, you know, if let's just say you delivered or you were near UT Austin, go take some photos of your products sitting in front of UT Austin, or you have some clients that, you know, some pictures people that really love it in UT Austin. Hey man, take some pictures of yourself with the photos and send them over to us. And then great. Now we can start showing up around UT Austin. We can start showing up for some of these other things. Can you backdate that? Like, cause I've been really good at going to events and taking pictures, but I've been a really bad content marketer on the website by not making blog posts about Texas Hemp Summit or MJ BizCon and so yeah, you're able to take these yeah. and backdate right, them. You absolutely can. Yeah, you absolutely can. Because it's it's essentially it's still gonna index, you know, it's it's right. Um and, and it's not like people are gonna stop searching for these topics. You know what I mean? So so if anything, but it also adds relevance, it also adds authority to your site. I think one of the things, you know, the the EAT, you know, expertise authority and uh what is it? Transparency yeah, they just or, or whatever. It to Google's. Um, they, yeah, and now it's an EEAT thing or whatever. I mean, this has been around for years, and but I mean, having the authority, having the expertise, knowing, and once again, it, it, this is the whole thing. You started by being multi. You know, you had the brand, but guess what? Shada built a brand for Shada. You know, as well as Restart. So you are your own brand as well as Restart. Not every business owner, CBD right. business owner, wants to do what you did. In regards to like, hey, I'm going to be super vulnerable, be in front of the camera and put my face to my brand and my brand ace and be an expert in the industry. Some people just want to be the shadow operator or whatever, but yeah. you do need to have some sort of human presence on this or hire some really damn good copywriters to 
write a story and create this whole thing and then have other people promote your stuff. I can tell you this, it's going to be a lot easier to be in front of your own brand. And, you know, I took the, the way I got comfortable on camera because it, I did a, I did a hundred videos in 30 day challenge mm. for myself. I was like, I need to make a hundred videos in 30 days. So I get comfortable speaking in front of a camera and I did it. And my first 70 videos were absolutely God awful, terrible. But you know what? You know what I did? I was able to get and sit here and and, and not just be like, well, so, you know, like, cause, cause this is the thing. It's like content should be entertaining. Sure. Content should be, you know, it's, it's essentially when I, when I think about this, I always come from me just coming from a background in sales. I always think about conversion and I always think about consumer interest. Like what does the customer want versus what do I want to talk about? You know, very, you know, there, there are some things that I'm going to, that I'm going to create and, and content wise per, where it's like, I just need to talk about this because I need to talk about it. But realistically, it's like Pareto rule, right? If I do, I get a hundred views and get one sale. Listen, I know that like 80% of our onboarding of our lead flow of our, of everything else is going to come from 20% of the work that I do. The other 80% of the content, the other 80% of the marketing, the other 80% of the shows, the events, speaking stuff, whatever, it's there to show that we're doing the work and that we're being consistent but there's always going to be those two or three podcast episodes. There's always going to be those two or three YouTube videos. There's always going to be those two or three Instagram posts. So there's two or three, whatever that generate 80% of your traffic. There's going to really going to be those two or three products that just feed everything else because it's like, Oh, I think this is great. This is like the greatest tasting thing, but nobody else, but nobody wants to try it. It's like my personal, like I really like olives, right? Not everybody yeah. likes olives. You know, I'm like, I'm like, listen, I could eat olives and I just like, olive bruschetta you know like not everybody likes it but like if some yeah i would i'm opening an olive bruschetta store it's going to be a very limited market of people but like you said <laughs> if you know you can get 20 percent of people to buy into it and you can i i appreciate that perspective though one i just started reading the 80 20 book like literally last night so i'm such a big believer of like the universe speaking to you so now i'm like okay right max is talking about this this is a really great rule of thumb and obviously it's proven i mean i'm only like 20 pages in and they're like no literally look at everything Thing in life it's 80 20 and obviously the split can vary yeah. but it's what can you do i sometimes take the approach a little bit of like throw spaghetti at the wall to see what works but i think once you throw you the to. spaghetti then paying attention to and look at yeah, the data oh, these videos know? are more performative <laughs> or oh these pages are what's driving the traffic or i like what you were talking about right. too like i shouldn't just look at oh these are the top five products i sold in 2022 let me tell my customers because they are probably searching and wondering what are other people buying? And it goes back to your whole point of that social proof. And I just feel like, yeah, there's a lot of really low hanging, tangible things that people want to overcomplicate or not to, again, dismiss that they have the million dollar product idea. But it's like, yes, you can have a million dollar product idea. But if you're shouting into a forest and nobody's there to listen, right? who's who's your or, customer? Or if, you're, or if you're just or if you're just not explaining it the right way, I think everybody needs an elevator pitch. You need you need a you need like a 10 second this is why we're great. You know what I mean? Like, this is what we do. And this is why we're great kind of pitch, not a 30 minute here. Can you sit down and dedicate an hour to my PowerPoint slide demonstration for why you should buy my CBD or why you should buy my weed? Like nobody like we're come on, man. TikTok's popular because we watch 30 Short. second videos. Like if you can't describe what you do in 30 seconds and get somebody excited in 30 seconds, you need to rethink your marketing. It's true though. <laughs> you know it's I mean? true. Like, it's like brutal honesty, but it's, it's just like, again, I think paying attention to trends and paying attention to what is getting traction and right. 
always like testing right. it against your own brand because you can, like you said, you can have McDonald's and you can have Burger King. Obviously, there's people who like one over the other, but like yeah. But then you could also go to like the really good local like restaurant. And personally, like I, I would prefer to go to the really good. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather go to the really good local restaurant where like the owner cares and it's not just like this giant franchise. And there are going to be people that support the local business versus the other thing. I think having a local presence, if you can tie it into, hey, we're local, because I think in this industry, it's like you're there's always going to be the delineation of like, I just want the cheapest stuff for the for the most. I, I want more bang for my buck. But then you've got your educated people that are like, okay, I want to support a local business. I want to support somebody that grows here. I want to support somebody that pays taxes here, lives here, has a family here, helps keep give back to the community. If you can get involved with some sort of, you know, event or some sort of thing that kicks back, like I, I you know, there's, there's a really good law of reciprocity thing to where it's like, the more you can actually give to your community, the more the community is going to give back to you. Um, and I think that's just proven, you know, this is, this is actually why I started doing speaking things. So it's like, yeah, I can keep all this info for myself, but like, guess what? If somebody's actually listening to what this whole podcast, there's like, there's a few million dollar nuggets in this Absolutely. podcast episode alone where it's like holy crap we can do this and we don't need a huge really big budget yeah. to do this but let, uh, i'll just be honest with you it's going to take a lot of time and effort and blood sweat and tears and like you're going to want to like rethink your sanity like running this agency put me back into therapy this year so i was just like i was like i'm losing my mind i am overwhelmed and i was like i really need to get clearer but at the same time i was like oh like now i've like worked <sighs> this out it's like why am i doing this Okay, so yes, because it, essentially, like running a business is going to test yeah. you. It's not just if you just get into it for the money. Listen, and because you're not going to see the money right away, you know what I mean. Like I think that's that's a lot. Well, these guys are making millions of dollars, and they get these like inflated ideas you know, of what's possible. Inflated ideas, it's like- I'm, I'm, and it's yeah, it is possible. But guess what? You got to do the work, and you got to build a brand, and people got to trust you because you're you, and you have to be able to stand out from everybody else. Yeah. You know, and and that's that's kind of the thing. It's it's this is this is what I mean. Like I, I'm a super data nerd. I I really love SEO. I really love marketing. But my background is sales. My background is sales and marketing. And I just took what I knew from literally door to door sales. I was like, okay, so how do you walk into a place, never met anybody before, never did anything before, and get them to buy? You know what I mean? Peak interest. Find your interested buyers. Kick out the tire kickers and the people that just want to ask questions and whatever and find and like focus in on the people that are the most interested in what you're doing impulsively and get them to buy right now. That's my whole angle on, on when it comes to digital, because the other thing is that, you know, when it comes to this, it's like, listen, if you can't hook somebody and make somebody want to buy something really quick, you're going to lose them if you're not. But this is the other thing too. So when it comes to how do I repurpose all of this, you got to have an email list. You got to have a social list. And listen, and you got to go into your social media knowing that your social stuff is going to get shut down every once in a while. You can get it back. But I mean, we've had clients that literally, you know, lose accounts every two months and we do what we can to get them back for them. But they go into it knowing that like, hey, we're in a space where what we're doing is technically against terms of service. And if you get flagged, you get flagged, we'll help you get it back. But just don't depend all on this. Your organic traffic, you know, and your brand name personally to me is, is so more, so much more valuable than just social media. You know what I mean? Because if people are Googling you, you got to think about this. Like if, if I'm Googling, you know, restart, right. And I'm looking to see what the best products are for restart. And I start researching restart CBD reviews or restart, restart CBD product reviews or specific strain reviews or specific things reviews. And there's no content for it. 
for one, if I was your competitor, I could come in and, and capitalize those keywords. And it's like, hey, Restart's a really cool brand. It's run by Shaden, whatever. But their products aren't as good as ours, you know? And there's a lot of brain jacking out there. Um, and I think that a lot of like newer companies don't realize that like, hey, once you're getting to start out, like people are going to start brand jacking your name. They're going to start writing articles about you just to drive traffic from your brand name. It happens and we're guilty of it too because we do it for our clients. I got clients a lot of work to do, Max. Yeah, well, you know, Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. We hey, listen, like, you know, this is this is what I like talking about and this is what we do. So, I mean, I, I'd love to brainstorm with you more on this in general. But essentially, it's like you should always go into this as it's like because people are going to research this. Is like if you're looking on Amazon or you're looking on anything, you're reading the reviews that people sure. are writing about your company. You're reading the reviews about the products that you're that you're researching before you purchase. And if you don't control that as the brand, somebody else can come in and control that for you. And it's essentially the same thing as having an agency own your digital assets. Um, you should control the owner your, your your reviews about your company. You should you should control the reviews about your own products. You should be able to repurpose this and remarket it. And listen, not every product that you push out is going to be an absolute winner. And sometimes it's better to be honest about that, to where it's like, hey, this these are good if you're not really looking to get too buzzed or whatever. You know what I mean? Like these are really good. They taste great. They're just not going to give you the effects as these. Sure. Like if you want really high potent stuff, this is. But this is also like how you can lead people. And I think the honesty there, you know, a lot of people want that honesty. A lot of people want that transparency versus every product we sell is great and you should buy it all. Well, like you said, it goes back um, to like, you know, having 500 five-star reviews. There has to be a little bit of, you know, your shit stinks somewhere. You know, yeah, somebody disagrees like, with you at some point. You fucked up somewhere. <laughs> like, not everybody's going to like you. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's, there's. There's, and this this just goes with everything. Yeah. It's like you can't please you can't please everyone. So a perfect five star review is impossible. But yeah, um, so how do you go to those twenty percent of people who do like your products? They are advocates. What are the products they like? What is their buying patterns and habits? How frequently are they purchasing? What decisions do they you know input to to ultimately make that purchase? How do you as a brand build that loyalty? And like you said, it's. You're doing all of this stuff, not that everything you're touching or doing is going to net to that 80%, but it's part of building the totality of like how your brand is showing up. And and it is a consistent game. You can't like take your foot off the gas. It's like the internet no, is constantly, no. like you said, people are going to come in and brand jack. People are flighty. I mean, I worked in digital prior to getting into the cannabis space and we were working for a hosting platform and I say we again, it's just me. I was working for a hosting platform. Me, myself, me, myself and, and I. I like, but yeah. <laughs> it was just remarkable. I would love, I've, I've talked about it before. I loved watching Shark Tank because you'd see these brands get this exposure and then their website was down because they didn't have the right host. And I'm like, yep, right. a customer's going to go fucking type in a competitor to or alternative to and then they're going to go get the right. sale because you didn't show up. So whether your site's down, whether you don't have relevant content, whether it's recent, right. like, if somebody doesn't have something like it's 2023, obviously there's a little bit of slack. I'll still read some December, November articles. But in end in January, February, if you don't have relevant stuff in this year on your website. Guess what? Fuck, I'm going yeah. somewhere else to find the most relevant yeah, like, stuff. I'm not trying to read new. the news. From, yeah, I'm not trying to read the news from three months ago. That's a whole other thing that we're starting this year too. Um, we're going to start rolling out a media, media presence. We're working on it. Busy year. Yeah, we're, we're working on doing a bunch of media sites too because we actually want to have a free press platform where cannabis companies can talk about themselves and without being without being uh, 
throttled it's very by needed. Big, big media. So the the yeah. plight of the year, unfortunately. But obviously, it's. Um, I mean, look this. But this is why I love this industry. You know, it, it's like I, I came from before I like dedicated my entire life to helping cannabis companies. <laughs> like, you know, we worked with everybody and anybody from like home builders to insurance people to beauty salons to janitorial companies to to medical you know like like all these different things and i was just like most of you guys are so boring and you suck so hard like i just i can't like the conversations we have i just i don't want to talk about insurance anymore i don't want to talk about your your janitorial services i don't care like i'm so just like great you, you pay every month and we're getting you really good results but this is so boring this i like i'm one of these people that like thrive in chaos yes. and like thrive in a challenge so I was like, what's the most difficult thing that we could possibly do? I was like, it's going to be cannabis and we're going to be great at it. And yeah, it's, it's weird. Like everybody around in the team is like, okay, we're up for the challenge. It's not like, oh yeah, we, we got this. So we know it's never going to change and we'll always be, it's more like, no, this is like, look, three months from now, the algorithm is going to change next tomorrow. You know, I got a text message yesterday when I woke up, they're like such and such as IG just got shut down. I was like, oh, here we go yeah. again. You know what I mean? Like, but it's part of the, it's part of the game, you know. And it's like to me, it's like I I thrive. I, I think when you get into this, go into this knowing for one, you have to accept it's not going to be easy. It's going to be worth it though, okay. But go into it knowing like you're going to get a couple sucker punches coming from the coming from like I never expected to see that, and it's just like oh that stung, but wow, okay. And then eventually you're like okay, I'm ready for it. It's not going to be a big surprise anymore. And it's like how do you get back up from it? How do you keep going through it? But it, it for sure is a requirement to operating this industry, which is like where when I talk to people and they're like, oh, I'm just going to sell this one product, and I'm going to make millions of dollars. I'm like, you could and you might, but you might but guess what like you can't just sell one product and one product only because or if your goal you're... is to be a business for six months or a year that's fine but if your goal is to be a business i mean you're talking about like what you were navigating through like this year will be our fifth year in business i feel like i've been right. doing this for a decade on the lower end at least and it's yeah. like we're gearing up for the 88 pledge i mentioned and i've already my inbox is like shada what do you think is going to happen in texas what's going on and i'm like well, I mean, do you want my soft answer or do you want the truth? Because the truth is you got to roll right. your sleeves up and I don't know what the law is going to actually do, but I'm going to have to fucking fight every step of the way for the next six months in order to protect the current landscape while also acknowledging that it might change and that might impact business. Like if we lose Delta 8 and have drive Delta 9, yes, I think people will still want CBD, but are they going to want CBD from thousands of operators in Texas? Probably not. So are the brands right. prepared to pivot, you know, go to the next thing, evolve? Like, it's just, yeah. you know, I mean, the, yeah. the smokable hemp ban taking away manufacturing and processing in the state. Are you prepared if that's your whole business? Like, it's just... exactly. Yes, you have to be um, Yeah, yeah. just and, mindful and this, of I, I, this. But also, like, not super committed to this is the only way I can do this. You oh, know, yeah. like you have to be able to pivot. Well, it's um, also like, you have to be comfortable with like the gray area. Like you're talking about like this client of yours. Sometimes I, I, I want to be like, you know, ethical a hundred percent of the time, <laughs> but like, okay, using the smokable headband as an example, I would love to meet a regulator from the state of Texas. Right. Like I said, five years, haven't met a regulator yet. Would love to meet a regulator. So they, they impose these laws, but then it's like, well, who's actually regulating and actually enforcing yeah. the laws? And so it's a little bit yeah. of like, 
you know, am I going to get a slap on the wrist or am I going to actually get shut down? Like, what is the implications? And so I think in this industry, you have to kind of be okay saying, you know, I don't really know fully what this is going to do, but we're going to do it. You're kind of, you're kind of a pirate. You're kind of a rebel. You know, you're, you're kind of, yeah. And you have to be cool with that. You have to be like, okay, cool. So this is not like I run the local 7-Eleven, you know, where it's like, we're just selling, we're just selling taquitos and, and pizza and, and, and fountain drinks, you know, and some gasoline. Like you, you've got to be okay with, like, hey, I'm I'm a bit of a pirate. I'm a bit of a rebel. I'm a bit of a, you well, know, the industry the hasn't. Like I, I say, like a lot. The boundaries are yes, put there for a reason. But if you don't push the boundaries, then things don't change for better or worse. And so you have to kind of exist in the this is the law. But I'm going to yeah. stretch the law or my interpretation of the law, which I think. You can respect, understand being in Texas. A lot of states looking at us are like, nobody wants your synthetic cannabinoids. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk about synthetic versus synthesized. Like, let's talk about like, I'm excited because I'm actually, I'll tease that I have a brand coming on. um, I think next week, I've talked about it before. I'm going to talk about it again. 99% of the CBN on the market being sold to brands like Wana and Wild being sold in regulated legal marijuana states is synthesized CBN. It is too fucking expensive to naturally take CBN from the plant to put it in these products. And so all these people are like, ew, you're selling Delta 8 and Hemdrive Delta 9. I'm like, do you eat gummies with CBN in them? Because that CBN right. is synthesized. guess what? Yeah. So it just like the conversation is... The industry is so new that the conversation hasn't been like established yet. And so I love pushing back on it because it's like, who said? Why is that? Why do we believe that? But this th- this goes back to it too, to where there's there's a whole educational aspect to For this sure. as well. You know, in regards to, it's like, hey, you may not be comfortable promoting products, but if you're super intelligent, you can be the intelligent one to, to give information and debunk the myths, you know, on, on a lot Myth of things. Busters. So, um, yeah, no, I, I mean, there's, 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 there's a lot of angles that can be worked on this, you know, and let's just put it this way. And the stuff that you can't get away with putting on your own site, you can absolutely get away with for doing for third party. You know, you may not. And this is this is kind of where we're going with this whole media thing. This is kind of where we're going with this whole third party thing, because you can't have reviews on your website that say, hey, this helps me with this. But a third party site talking about your products saying hey there's uh, no liability you know, with that for like because the ftc <laughs> couldn't come after the third party site so third party is just collecting reviews i guess it's the same you know, thing with like reddit like if someone says it on reddit like they're not coming after reddit and saying take this right down. because you're not putting your reviews with a medical claim on your site or you're also it's, not selling it which i think is part of the problem it's like the review can be there if it's not attached to the sales page or if the right. sales isn't in the like navigation, so on a third party, right. yes, if there's no selling, right. and as long as you're right. not affiliate marketing off of it, I'm sure you could get away right. with it. So, so there's there's a whole angle that we're working <sighs> on that too, because I think that the third party aspect, from a standpoint of of just social proof, Absolutely. of building trust, of building awareness, you know, it's kind of like you see all these websites as featured in, you know what I mean? It's like. Why not do that for the little guy? Why not do that for the mom and pops? Why not do that for the local businesses that. that can't afford to get write-ups in Forbes or Wall Street Journal or Men's Health or some of these other things that can't afford a, a $10,000, $5,000 press release 
or whatever. But hey, we want to get seen in in some in some websites that have that are that are that are featured for this. So this is kind of what authority we're building backlinking. Authority building, backlinking, but also proof, proof of concept, relevance, and and this is the thing. It's like in if you could do it from a from a true, honest standpoint. Because listen, some products suck, you know. <laughs> like not everybody, and, and this is this is the some other thing that, that some ugly. people. Some babies are ugly. Like you know that some outfits don't work. You know what I mean? Some haircuts are bad. Like you know, you know this is coming. I, look, I was I was almost three hundred pounds to be getting it last year. Like I'm down to like two twenty something. Like I was fat. Good for like, you. I, I know that. Like yeah, no, I, I feel good about myself now. But like dad pods are cool. Like you know, like there's like man boobs are not attractive. <laughs> at least in my mind. She was like, oh, look at me. I'm and like, I was like your worst I'm like, critic. You're like, oh, fuck. I got to do something about it. No, but, it, but I'm my harshest critic. So in that sense, it's like I'm harsh as hell on myself when it comes to my own marketing and like how we do it. So it's like we apply that to to what we're doing for people. And listen, there's and I can tell you all sorts of horror stories of people who just don't communicate well and, you know, like take three weeks or four weeks or six weeks to give us access to their own stuff. And then they're like, this is your fault. I'm like, you never gave us yeah, access. And you just kind of like, it. you don't respond. You don't, you don't show up for meetings. You don't, whatever. How is this my fault? You know what I mean? Like I was, I, we set a date. I was there at the table. You ghosted me. Like, and I gave then you $3,000 and you're like, <laughs> yeah, but then you never showed up for the date. You know what I mean? Like we were supposed to have a baby <laughs> and like you didn't deliver, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, where's my it baby? Takes two to like, tango. Well, it takes two. And so, so yeah, so I don't know where I'm going. I can talk about this all day. No, shit. you're so good. The, you're um, good. I, I want to wrap it up by asking you one final question because I know we've talked a lot and I also want to be mindful for the listeners to connect with you because you are so knowledgeable. And I think this podcast, like you said, I'm hopeful that this can be, you know, a 20% that leads to 80% for you or at least for the listeners yeah, if they're not, taking right? some of this on their own and like, like literally like take your fucking smart device and point it in a direction and make some content. Or I love your idea about even just like challenging yourself as an individual, like 100 videos, yeah. 30 days. Like what can you do to improve yourself to put yourself in a position to sell your brand? But final question, so people can work with you. Obviously, you got your URL right here. I'll link it in the show notes as well. DopeSEO.com. It's the easiest name to remember for these cannabis marketing people. But just like you've talked about it, but I want you to like reiterate what are all the things people would come to you for that you can help with that's in your expertise, your wheelhouse? Just rattle off because I just want people to be like, oh, I do need help with that or oh, that seems really interesting to me. Okay. So we stopped building websites. I point all that over to the the wonderful ladies that were on the panel with us um, because I just don't want to build websites anymore. So we, we pass that along. But we do fix websites. We do optimize websites. We do do SEO, search engine optimization. We do handle social. We can run ads compliantly. We've been doing it. Shada, if you want to see some numbers, I will show you. Oh my God. But it's not cheap. And you, you know, it'd be like, this every is the time thing. I it look into it, lot. I'm like, I'd like that, but not for that oh, price tag. Cause you're still not, testing it's not, it. It's like, it could work, but then you're also like, I don't know. I'm, yeah, you, you go into it knowing that it that it yeah, may I'm skittish, so. that the out that the algorithm may change, but we're perfecting it. It's like that's awesome got though. It. It's the sexiest science we've ever seen. Like God, I could show you some of this stuff. Yeah, we can do ads. We do content marketing. We do press releases. We do social media. We do influencer marketing. We can. We have a list, the database of like eight thousand cannabis green CBD influencers that we can help you ship your products out to for product reviews and third-party testimonials and repurposable content because 
that to me, honestly, like it's the easiest way to do social proof. And if you actually have a list of people that already want to try your products and sometimes we'll do it for free or do it for a minimal amount. And you'd be like, Hey, such and such reviewed our product. Check this out. We have that. And then, I mean, there's, there's, we haven't even gotten into like ADA compliance. Um, we haven't even gotten into like chat messaging. We haven't even gotten into like SMS. We haven't even gotten into like email marketing. We haven't, we do all that. And then we do dev work and we make sure that your site works and your secure stuff works and that whatever, and we build funnels and we make sure that your website stays up and running and optimized and showing up in your listings. And we do local listings and, and search for, you know, and, and local optimization as well as e-commerce optimization as well. So we're kind of like a full stack digital marketing agency just for this industry. We don't take on any clients outside of this space anymore. Just We just want to focus in, help this industry grow, help it do it compliantly, and just keep the industry in a good standing online, you know, because most people hire their do it themselves or they hire somebody overseas or they hire some freelancer or they get their kid to do it or their nephew or their best friend and whatever. And it, I've seen some nightmare stuff that I'm just like, Ooh, this is not cool. And then some other stuff to where it's like, Hey, sometimes you just need a professional to come in. Sometimes you just need a really good mechanic that knows how to work on your car to come in and point. fix the ding, 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 you know, sound that nobody else can figure out. Odds are we've seen it. Odds are we've fixed it. Odds are we've helped figure it out and make it better. So you know, whether it's a one-time fix or like an ongoing service, we prefer the ongoing services because we like to grow with people as they grow. But we have done some really phenomenal, like one-time quick fix kind of deals for people that all of a sudden they go from making 10 grand to 80 grand because he just hired somebody that knows what the hell they're doing to come in and take a look and clean it up and make it work better. So just just That's a us. short list of really imperative things that I hope the listeners don't take lightly as they are building and growing and entering into the cannabis hemp CBD space and market. And obviously you are just so knowledgeable. I know that I walked away with a lot of immediate tasks that I need to go execute right now. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Super enlightening. Certainly have to have you back on the podcast, talk about the like, and also things that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. But Thank you to all the listeners who are tuning into this episode. Like I said, go check out Max and his team at dopeseo.com. Welcome to 2023. It's going to be a very exciting time. As mentioned in the episode, the 88th Ledge session is kicking off officially now that we're in January here in Texas and certainly more to come. I'm launching some resources that can help guide Texans who are looking to navigate that a little bit better. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the To Be Blunt podcast. Thanks, y'all. And if you are in Texas, go vote. Amen.